Welcome to Murder on Silk Road, the podcast that explores Asian and European true crime cases. I'm Julia, and with me is my friend and co-host, Lina. I'm Lina, and each episode we will be sharing either an Asian or a European case. Between these episodes, we will bring you a shorter in-between episode, where whoever did a case that week will prepare a random topic to discuss. Before we get started, a general warning. The themes discussed in these stories may be disturbing and triggering for some, so listener discretion is advised. Alright, hello friends! Hey guys! So it's my turn this week, and I am covering an Asian case today. Which I accidentally peeked into. (laughs) Yeah, you, you have a bit of an idea of what I'm covering, and... It's exciting to me that you kind of know the case. I wonder how much of it you know. And I'm also curious to see if Lena has heard of it. I mean, I have no idea. I don't think I've heard of it. So, and I just know it's from China. I'm pretty sure you have. You think so? I'm pretty sure. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Then I'll just get into it. So, Liu Xin was born in 1992. And she broke up with her boyfriend, uh... Chen Shifeng in September of 2016. She then asked her friend Jiang Ge if she could move in with her, and Jiang Ge agreed. Chen, however, was unable to accept their breakup. So on November 2nd of 2016, Chen went to the girl's apartment in the afternoon and looking for his ex-girlfriend Liu. And Liu was reportedly alone at the time and messaged Jiang Ge asking her to come back home to help her with her ex. Jiang Ge did return to the apartment and suggested calling the police, but she was dissuaded by her roommate because Liu thought it would attract attention or like bad attention or something like that. I didn't understand it. So the three of them argued, but eventually went on to on their separate ways. Liu went to work with allegedly Chen following her to her office. At the office, she sent Jiang Ge another text after work asking her if they could go home together. Jiang Ge agreed and picked her up at their closest subway station and they walked to their apartment. Now from here stories kind of start um, diverging. So Liu said that when they arrived at their apartment building, she entered their apartment first to change her clothes. Minutes later, she heard Jiang Ge screaming in the hallway and tried to open the door, but she found it was blocked uh, and she was unable to open it. She then called the police and waited inside for them to arrive. When they did, they arrived to Jiang Ge lying in the corridor of the apartment building, barely alive. She had roughly 10, another article said more than a dozen, uh, stab wounds to the neck, and she died shortly after uh, after arriving at the hospital from blood loss due to the multiple knife wounds. Now, here's another version of events. Um, I want to say the more official version of events. After walking back to their apartment building, they were once again confronted by Chen, but this time he had a knife. 
Some reports say that he hid in their building with the knife and waited for them to return. They argued again, and then Chun proceeded to pursue the two women to their apartment. Liu then entered the apartment first and locked the door behind her, leaving Jiang Ge outside with Chun, leaving to her death. Chen was arrested on November 7th, 2016, four days after the murder. Wait, did this happen in Japan? It did. Yes. Okay, then I know it. it yeah,、did. I thought you were going to talk about a case in China. Yes, this is huge news. There's a reason I picked this. Yes. And it's that both girls are from Qingdao. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah. That's why I said, like, Yeah, so they're both from Qingdao and it happened in Tokyo、uh, or Osaka? Yeah, yeah. In Tokyo, yeah,、mm. it happened in Tokyo. So I thought like, it really brought together a lot of things for us. Yes. And that's why I was excited to do this. Yeah, okay, I know this case. <laughs> for sure. Okay, cool. Then I'll just continue. Mm-hmm. So, Jiangle was born in, also in 1992, and this made her 24 years old in 2016 when this happened. Like I said, she was from Qingdao in China, and she was a postgraduate student at Hosei University in Tokyo. So, Jiangle, she previously knew Liu Xin, having met her in middle school in Qingdao. But they met again in Japan and became closer friends before they then became roommates.、Uh, she was raised by single mother Jiang Chui、um, Lian after her mother divorced her father when Jiang Ge was two years old. The trial for Jiang Ge's death was held from December 11th to December 20th, 2017, so a bit over a year after the murder. By a local court in Tokyo. I'll just say, Jiang, to refer to the mother instead of the daughter, unless I specifically say Jiang Ge, just to make it easier because、okay. it, I kind of now follow the mom's journey.、Right. I just kind of want to look at the names the, in the Chinese character, just so I have yeah, it's I easier can, for me to remember. I、them. can. I can. I can. I can. Future Julia here. So at this point, I just showed the both of them the Chinese spellings of the name, and we will be posting these in the Instagram post corresponding to this episode. So if you're interested, go on there. See you. There we、okay. go. That's all the names. I mean, yeah. It's, it's hard. To, I mean, it's not related to the story, but just I think it's nice when you kind of. Say what the names mean. It makes it a bit easier to remember the people, I feel like. All right. Do you guys want to take that、yes. over then? Because I didn't look it up. <laughs> yeah. So, Jiang Ge, who is our, the victim in this case, right? So, the family name Jiang is, is like river, and her name Ge is song.、Mm. So, her name is literally like river song, which is really nice.、Mm. Yeah, yeah. That one I could have extrapolated、mm. if I. Given it a thought for a second. Yeah. And the mom's name, Jiang Chiu Lian. So, Jiang, same river. Chiu is autumn and Lian is lotus. So, autumn lotus、yeah. is her name. And Shi Feng, I mean, we don't care about that guy. So, I'm not going to bother with him. No, we、name. really don't. No. I don't even really talk about him that much, honestly. Okay. Okay. So, I have the names on my head. Thanks. Cool. Okay. So. Uh, like I said, the trial was held December 2017, a bit over a year after 
Jiang's death in Tokyo. So throughout this, Jiang started a signature campaign both online and in the streets of Tokyo, calling for Chen to receive the death penalty. So Chinese legal experts stated that there was very likely very little chance for a death penalty verdict and that the campaign would have little influence on, on the court's judgment according to Japanese laws. However, according to Chinese criminal law, even if Chen has been pu uh, punished according to Japanese law, Chinese authorities still have the right to prosecute him if or when he returns to China. So during the trial, Chen denied having intended to kill Jiang, Jiang Ge in this case and pleaded not guilty. He claimed that he hadn't brought the knife himself, but it, that it had been handed to Jiang, uh, Jiang Ge by Liu from the apartment and that the wounds um, inflicted on her were accidental from when they struggled for the knife, even though this was contradicted by forensic evidence. So Liu testified over video on December 13th and she denied locking the door, claiming that the police report was inaccurate. But when she was asked to describe the scene in detail, she said that she couldn't remember it clearly, which I find very suspicious. Let me just yeah. say. Uh, <laughs> no, that's wrong. Okay, then how was it? Uh, I don't know. It just wasn't like you're saying it was. Yeah. I mean, so if we just get kind of the facts or at least what we think, what we know happened was that this ex was um, not over Leo. So Chen, the ex, was not over Leo Xin and uh, kept bothering her. And she felt scared and she moved in with her friend. Mm -hmm. So he followed them home from her work. And there was a, conf there was a confrontation which led to Liu Xin, so the, the ex-girlfriend, being in the room and her friend outside of the room or outside of the apartment yeah. confronting or being yeah. with Chen, the ex-boyfriend. And then yeah. when she came out of the door again, her friend was dead. Yes. Mm. Right. So the verdict was read on December 20th, 2017. Chen was found guilty and he was sentenced to 20 years for manslaughter and intimidation. So despite the over 4 million signatures gathered during Jiang's campaign, it was sadly unsuccessful. During a press conference held on the same day, Jiang said that she found the verdict unacceptable. She had hoped to learn more details of the events but had learned nothing material from the testimonies. She refused to believe Liu's account and considered her liable in her daughter's death. She stated that she would file a lawsuit against Liu in China. So Jiang's trouble with Liu had begun even before the court proceedings actually began. So after being informed of her daughter's death, I think as much as literally the day of, I think literally on December 3rd, Jiang tried to contact Liu for details, however, she was unable to reach her. Jiang blames Liu and her family for avoiding her and refusing to explain. They didn't offer any apologies or send condolences. They went so far as blocking her contact and even making inappropriate comments. Now, at this point, I would like to ask you guys to look at the first picture. The one with less text. 
The one with the red exclamation marks. Yes, the one where the messages didn't send, exactly. Mm. Right, so you can see... The, so this is Jiangle's mom writing to Liu Xin, and you can literally see that on the 3rd of November 2016, like, she sent her... Uh, they had a video call. Mm -hmm. And then a couple days later... Um, so we go from the 3rd to the 14th and, or wait, no, this is her mother. Yeah, that, sorry, this is Yoshin's mother mm -hmm. um, that she's talking to. And like, you can literally see, like, on the 14th, she tries to send her a message, but it doesn't go through. And, like, then there's another one, um, uh, when is that? A couple months later, I think, two months later. Where she again tries to write her, but nothing goes through. So she was blocked pretty much immediately by um, Liu's family, uh, pretty much right after her um, daughter died. Sorry, when did when did she die again? So the murder occurred somewhere in the night from December second to December third. So the confrontation during the day that was on the second. But it's like everything I said was that she died on December 3rd. So I don't know if that's like when she was pronounced dead at the hospital or like how late they got back from work. But December 3rd is the official date. Okay, so this message was just. Uh, so uh, Jiang Qiulian, the mom, was already blocked by Liu Xin's mom before the murder. So, no, not before the murder. So they had that video call on the day. For that, what but is it's that? November. It's not December. No, it it was November. The um, the trial began in December, but a year after. Oh, so so the so murder this... happened in November. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. November twenty sixteen. The trial was December twenty seventeen. So this was literally on the day where they had that video call, and then a couple of days later, blocked. So like, okay. on November third, Django was murdered. Yes. And then yes. the parents had... Her mom was informed. I don't know how she was informed. Um, if it was Liu Xin that like, contacted her or... I, I don't know that. But apparently there was some form of contact between them on the day mm -hmm. that Zhang Ge died. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of shitty, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> very strange behavior definitely I mean, if you just yeah. imagine I mean, of course i don't think the parents they were friends or anything but let's say like i'm living here now right so let's say angela also moves here to study or you move here julia to study then and then we end up sharing an apartment and let's say i have an ex here who is like chen and a little bit crazy and then one of you ends up pretty much being I mean, dying in my stead. I mean, it's awful. Because it's not Liu's fault that Chen is like that. Yeah. But it's also... But I still... Yeah, that's the, kind of the entire thing, is that Jiang Qiulian, like, she, she, all she wants is details mm -hmm. from the only other person that she can get them from. Yeah. And she's just blocked at every turn, and they don't say like i'm sorry for your loss they don't mm. send condolences and actually Leo had promised to show up to the funeral 
but she didn't. She ended up not going to the funeral. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. Is, I think, I think true. As, the, as the parent, I understand, like, you know, you want to know what happened to your child. Like, that's the only, at le- that's the least you can get to know what happened. What were the circumstances? But I can also see how Liu is extremely overwhelmed and scared of the situation and just wants to stay hidden as well. I remember, um, I remember when this happened, the entire focus was really on like Leo hiding from the whole like situation and how like... I get into that a bit more, yeah. Mm. That's kind of what this is all focused on because yeah, it gets very focused on her and her actions and less on the actual person that committed Which I thought crime. was very... The, that whole thing makes me feel very complicated about this case mm. specifically. Because mm. I'm like, why are we focusing less on the person who... Like, and on in another perspective, it would be like both of them were victims. Mm. But... Instead, right. um, it was really focused on, like, Leo and not as much on Chen. Because Chen was like, oh, you stabbed, you, like, killed my daughter. That's what you are. And then the focus on, on Leo yeah, was I mean, so much more. Very obviously, Jiang, she, did, she didn't have that satisfaction with the testimony, um, the, the um, uh, what is it, uh, the verdict for... Chen either like she called for the death penalty but that's not what they gave him she didn't feel like her daughter was avenged or there she didn't feel like there was complete justice Mm -hmm. and then to have this person who was involved but kind of um who did come out of it and who was supposedly like a good friend of her daughter's to then sort of completely like stop contacting Mm. or like blocking her is like if there's already this dissatisfaction how that would just like that on top of it yeah and i think it's just the way they behave like you mentioned the family blocking the mom after that and not you know talking with her at all where if you think if they just if leo just said okay yeah, it was awful, this is what happened, I'm so sorry, and it should have been me, or, like, whatever, like, you know, of course, she's also in a state of trauma, or she completely traumatized by going through what she went through as well, and the guilt she feels, I would imagine, that she's not in a position mentally to be able to do that, but if maybe she had done some sort of, you know, shown her feelings um, about what happened, then... Uh, the mom might not be as focused on her, not be so enraged by her inaction. But anyway, I, I'll let you get on with your story. One last thing I want to say here is like, it doesn't come across to me like, oh, this thing happened and like she's scared or like she just doesn't want to have anything to do with this anymore because I kind of skimmed over it like very quickly, but they like she and her family they actually also started making like inappropriate comments like to oh, okay. Jangga's mom and like online okay let's get into that then <laughs> i don't want to say defend them too much then if they actually did 
what you're saying they did yeah. like inappropriate comments to her mom so please i actually have a quote here mm-hmm. from what leo's mom told uh jango's mom mm-hmm. um she said to her like the, she said to the woman who lost her daughter your daughter died because she's been deemed a short life she didn't die for my daughter because if you if you read the what read the conversation on the text don't get there yet right don't 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 go literally like you're gonna get there right now to the second picture but since we're already on this topic i just wanted to say like that's what one mom said to another mom who had just lost her daughter yeah and i i feel like that's inappropriate like that goes too far and especially when the other person's daughter did everything she did to protect your daughter yeah she helped her like leo like asked for help and Dianga was like okay i'll help you mm. she tried to call the police but leo was like no don't i don't want that attention mm. like she was in that danger because of actions by her daughter mm. we'll get back to that okay. but um i don't want to say that um Dianga's mom was super correct either mm-hmm. just because of this next thing but I also have very complicated feelings about okay. this. Right, so the trial was in December 2017. But before that, before the trial even, in May of 2017, Jiang posted personal information and photos of Liu and her family, asking netizens to offer info about their whereabouts because she'd been blocked at every turn and wasn't getting any information from them. After this Liu urged Zhang to recant this, stating that otherwise she wouldn't testify as a witness. At this point, you can look at the second picture because that's what they're talking about in that one. She also said that she didn't meet Zhang because she was under police protection and she was banned from contacting any of those involved to protect the validity of evidence. But I found no information to support or deny that claim. That's just something that Liu said. So, and do you guys want to maybe like kind of translate the conversation? Like, one of you take Liu and one of you take Jiang, just sort of people understand what's being said there. Because, like, some of them, like, I I was able to translate very naturally, like, the are you a person? (laughs) That question, but yeah, yeah, so it's pretty intense. It's the conversation between Liu Xin and uh, Jiang's mom, right? And they on the left side, so the person in white text is Liu Xin, and she says, I'll give you one day's time uh, to basically retract the messages you sent. And the second one's like, retract basically what you've spread, the information you've spread. So I suppose that's referring to their personal information that's been spread by mm-hmm. Jiangge's mom on the internet. And then Liu Xin says... Um, from the very beginning, I never said that I would not testify. I just don't want to be in direct contact with you. But I told the Japanese police then, or I asked them that when they need me, they should let me know and just give me, you know, advance notice. And now that things have come to... Uh, how do I say that? So so now that things has gone this way, I'm still like, I'm also like upset about the situation. Yeah. Do you think I'm a saint that I could just like guess what day is the day of court and so mm-hmm. the mom responds like retract like do i have to listen to you on every single case 
Wingsing, are you still a human being? Liu Xin's response is like, oh, it's not fully. He says, how am I not a human being? And yeah, and it's cut it, off. It doesn't but... show the whole conversation, but you do get a good overview of how that conversation went. Mm. See, this is why I feel like this whole thing is super complicated is because yeah. Um, although Liu Xing reaction towards this whole like we don't know what exactly happened with them personally between Liu Xing and mm. the mom and how both people are very traumatized yeah. and as Liu Xing's parents I would imagine they would like it's a selfish act it's an extremely selfish act but they don't want direct contact with um and obviously they just they're just happy that it's not, it's it, not like their, their daughter is safe not their daughter. and they probably just want to keep her safe and like close to them but that doesn't mean you need to make comments about the person that basically like helped save your daughter's life like i wasn't able to find any sort of picture evidence of that but pretty much every article i read said that Leo and her family did make multiple inappropriate it was comments a back and forth like ongoing back and forth, like not bickering, like accusing each other. Mm. And I feel like in um, Jiang's case, from what I remember, like a whole lot was on how like she feels like her daughter died specifically because of Liu. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's why uh, Jiang said that she would file a lawsuit against Liu because she was of the opinion that Liu was directly sort of liable for her daughter's death. Because, like, if she sort of, like, said more about Chun's behavior before they moved in together and about, like, the everything that happened, then Jiang would have been better prepared and maybe not been in that situation. Mm. But I'll, I'll just continue on and then... We will get back to this discussion yeah, I think because it is very controversial. If we have more of the facts of at least this is, we know this happened. We know they said this to each other. It's easier for us to mm. discuss about, I guess, what, and it's no matter what we think, but yeah, what, our opinion, but, our stance on it. So, Angela, you know about this case, like, or did you like follow it when it was happening, or did you I sort of follow it? When it was happening, oh wow, that's Because really I was cool. like forced to follow it. It was all over the news. Oh, okay. Like whenever I open my search engine, I'll be on top. Like my friend was also following it, and she kept sharing inform the uh, info on the case. And I remember specifically yeah. how like people were arguing on how what really mattered was like, did she lock the door? Or did she not lock the mm. door? Was it really necessary to lock the door? Or like, could you like intervene in between? Could she have done anything to save her friend for yeah. from her ex? Right. Lena, did mm. you follow this? Because at this point you were already in Japan, yes, right? I was. I did I didn't follow it per se, but I whenever like I will also see articles about it because I am subscribed to like Chinese people in Japan kind of groups where mm. this was reported many times whenever there were some updates so i would just read the articles and i just remember you know kind of the basic facts and also that girls were from Qingdao, so that was that stood out of course yeah but 
Yeah, I, just the fact fact about whether she could have saved her friend, and also, um, it's difficult. And I think many people were on the mother's side, but mm -hmm. if I put myself in Liu Xin's shoes, I would also think that even if I did lock the door, I don't think I would have thought that the ex would attack my friend. I feel like he would be after me. I might not even, you know, make just think it would be possible for him to kill my friend like that's a huge leap yeah so i do i want to get back to this later yeah. because it's a sort of discussion about morality right and about human beings like are we good are we bad do we only look out for ourselves or mm. yeah anyway we'll get back to that later because i do want to see what you guys think okay. but i'll just continue on for now so like i said Jiang, she wanted to file a lawsuit against Liu, and she did that. The first lawsuit was filed in October of 2018. So Jiang was seeking 2.07 million yen, so RMB, which I converted was about 266,000 euros. Mm -hmm. So quite a bit. Uh, for the death of her daughter, economic losses so in economic losses in this case means like legal fees like lawyers um loss of wage because she wouldn't like she couldn't work during this time and um, also emotional damages a summons to a hearing was sent to Liu, but it went ignored after this failed attempt of a first trial uh, a first lawsuit jiang sued Liu again However, again, neither Liu or her attorneys showed up on... So this was 2018. A bit of a time skip on April 8th, 2021. Almost, like two, almost three years later, mm. Jiang was told that her case would be tried in the Chengyang People's Court in Qingdao on April 15th of 2021. Jiang's lawyer stated that although... Chen had committed the murder. Liu was also at fault for putting Jianga's life at risk. She didn't want Jianga calling the police. She didn't warn her of the possible danger in, uh, involved with Chen because he had, after the breakup, he had stalked Liu. He had harassed her, sent her threatening messages, and she just didn't tell Jianga about that at all. She allegedly locked the door during the attack and she didn't perform first aid because like I said she called the police and then waited until they came before she came out of the apartment mm -hmm. so again Leo didn't appear in court and her attorney said that she accepted no liability in this case and court was adjourned without a verdict Jiang was frustrated with the proceedings that she stated her case to the Supreme People's Court in Beijing. She was then thankfully given a date, uh, December 31st of 2021, for a verdict to be handed down. But this had to again be postponed because the judge got sick. And then finally, the newest date was set for January 10th, 2022. And in this... Uh, on this date, Liu was ordered to pay Jiang 696,000 yen, which is roughly 90,600 euros, within 10 days, or in those 10 days, she had to appeal. 
the court said that Liu should bear the corresponding civil liability of compensation for her fault of uh, failing to inform Zhangge of the danger that her ex-boyfriend posed and for locking her outside of the apartment. The court also debunked Liu's previous excuses that she was unable to open the door and other lies. The court said that Liu ignored Jiangge's safety and locked her outside so that she could protect herself. Also, the court said that Liu made provocative remarks after the tragedy and further hurt Jiangge's mother's feelings. Thus, she should bear liability of compensation for mental damage. Um, a lot of this information I took from an article um, from the Global Times. Here's an, uh, another what is it? quote from China Daily. Jiang deserves praise and then compensation as she offered emergency aid to Liu, the court said. But Liu, as Jiang's friend and the one who received the aid, did not express gratitude and comfort to the relatives of the deceased, but instead aggravated the pain of the mother with improper online posts, which should be condemned. So, like I said, it was pay the money within 10 days or lodge an appeal, and Liu did lodge an appeal. And the first hearing for this second trial was held on February 16th, 2022. Uh, Liu continued to say that there was no evidence that she locked the door after entering the house. And it was impossible for her to know that Chen would kill someone who has nothing to do with her or the situation. She therefore argued that the death was completely a result of Chen's actions. And she believes that she has no fault and should not bear any civil liability. After this, on December 30th, 2022, the Chengyang People's Court upheld their ruling for the first time with the, what it was, it 696,000 yen, requiring Liu to pay the compensation. Jiang said she was very thankful to the court and received the money, and she was working to contact multiple charities in order to donate it. But she was unhappy that the money wasn't really paid to her by Liu, but by netizens. Because Liu had started a fundraiser on her Weibo account to get the funds, stating that she couldn't pay it all on her own. After this, she was blocked from the platform because of China's so-called charity law, which um, states that only registered charities may hold fundraisers. Okay, but but she did manage to raise money and pay she didn't actually raise that much she only so she had to pay 696 almost let's say like 7,000 700,000 RMB she was only able to raise roughly 2,500 of that online yeah okay so it didn't really help her Mm -hmm. in that much but yeah she was after that blocked from the platform and I did read one article where it said that for one, like she was blocked because she violated that law, but also because this wasn't like her first account. She'd been blocked with multiple other accounts before she created the the one where she did the fundraising and that Jiang asked her to be blocked um, from Weibo as well. But not all articles said all of these things. Just that she was blocked, however that happened. 
So, I mean, we've been kind of talking about this the entire time, but this case triggered a lot of discussion on Chinese social media. Um, most of them saying that Liu should be held accountable for Jiang's death since she knowingly locked her out of the apartment while her friend was being attacked by her stalker ex-boyfriend. Uh, because of all of this controversy, Liu Xin actually later changed her name to uh, Liu Nuanxi, mm -hmm. which it doesn't say when exactly she changed it, just that she did at some point. Quite a lot um, of netizens slammed her for being cold-blooded. I have here a quote, apparently from one of the most upvoted comments on Weibo. Quote, I can understand that she, Liu Xin, felt too scared to open the door, but the way she, re she responded to the incident makes me feel a chill. After her roommate's death, she didn't even say sorry to the victim's mother. They also said that she should have reflected on the actions that led to her friend's death and should have comforted her mother instead of only caring about herself. Um... Because of all this, she uh, Liu complained about being bullied on Weibo, saying that she lost her job and uh, the life of her family had been disturbed. But further, netizens said things like that she showed no repentance um, because there was this interview that was actually published by, I think, like Beijing News, where after, I think, roughly 300 days since the murder... Jiang Qiulian and Liu Xin like met for the first time. Uh, from that, they said that she didn't show like she didn't really say sorry. She wasn't. She didn't seem very affected. While Jiang was like super emotional and yeah, actually Jiang's mom said to Liu Xin that you stand out not because of feeling sorry about Jiang's death, uh, but you've been forced by the public opinions which have influenced your life. But the other side of the issue, as we kind of mentioned, is that people sort of talked about law and morality, saying that she's also a victim of the entire incident and she should be judged by laws instead of by people's opinions. Um, there is a reporter from the Beijing News who said that she showed courage and a sense of responsibility during that interview where she um, willingly like talked to Jiang Qiulian. The same reporter also said that uh, the public should focus more on the real murderer, Chen Shifeng, rather than making the two victims hurt each other. But a lot of them were still like, where was she the past like 300 days after the death? But I actually, I found this sort of, moral essay sort of about this whole thing um that has some really interesting quotes that i find very cool i have some of them written down here her actions are regrettable but a lack of bravery should not be judged uh, not, should not subject an individual to such vitriol let alone criminal prosecution China's massed ranks of incensed keyboard bashers need to seriously ask themselves whether they would have acted differently if they had been in her situation. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, you know, what she did wasn't great, of course, but it's not something that should be criminal. But, um... Definitely. Because while we were talking, I kept Googling. Uh, Googling. 
searching and because I remember there was one part because I didn't really understand why exactly Jiangge, not Jiangge's mama, Jiangge's, I'm, mm. I'm lost in language right now. Jiang Chulian reacted, <laughs> reacted so mm, yeah. like extreme towards Liu Xing and why it like, because I feel like there's a reason behind how everything got to this point. And I think a part of it was also like when Jiang Chulian asked because she wanted to know the details from mm. um, Liu Xing and Liu Xing refused to tell her personally because it wasn't like she wasn't supposed to do that anyways as a witness because it was an ongoing case. Apparently there was a law saying like if you did it, your um, testimony? your testimony wouldn't even would be questioned. That was another thing. Yeah, well, that was, was what. Liu Xing was claiming. Yeah, I I mean, I did read that where, like, oh, I didn't talk to you because I was, like, under protection of police and it was about retaining the validity of the evidence. But I can't believe that there wouldn't be an allowance for the victim's family to receive the information because she wasn't involved in any way. Like, she wasn't even in the country at that point. And mm. it regards the death of her daughter. It's, I'm not sure though, because it's all, the police investigation was in Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah, And she doesn't speak any Japanese, and the Japanese police, I think they're pretty known for keeping everything to themselves during the investigation, and not really telling the family much how it's going. I can also see the police saying to Liosin that, you know, don't tell anyone this ongoing investigation, blah, 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 so I can see that happening as well. But I get how, like, she must have been, like, really, like, Zhang Chouyan is in, like, a rush. As in, like, she wants to know exactly every single tiny detail as to, like, what happened. And, of course, she's also going through a lot of trauma. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. that was information that you can also get officially. Yeah, so I see two sides here. For one, yeah, if, if it was true... And it was really like the police was saying to Liu Xin, like, don't say anything to anyone because else your testimony won't be valid and evidence won't have as much value, blah, blah, blah. I understand that, but my issue would be, did she say that? Or like, did she did she really make it clear to Jiang Le's mom, this isn't because I don't want to tell you, this is because I'm not allowed to tell you. And in that case... I feel like Jiang Qiulian should have that understanding. Like, it's not up to Liu Xin whether she shares that or not. You have to, like, follow the law in this case so that the trial isn't compromised. But obviously, I also understand, like, she raised her daughter alone. This was her only daughter, her baby, and she has no idea what really happened. And the one person she does have that can tell her isn't telling is avoiding her i can see her maybe not really um acknowledging that it's not leo sin's like um trying like not wanting to tell her like maybe kind of perceiving it in a way because like she's like this is the person that has the answers and she's not telling me without really thinking about like 
oh, maybe this is why she isn't telling me. So I can see both sides here. I really can. Yeah, it's... I think there was just bad communication, really. It's just two completely traumatized people lashing out at each other because they're both also reacting to what the, what's happening. I feel like with Liu Xin, you have to imagine that she's been stalked and she's terrorized by her ex. She's scared for her life, from what we hear. Um, and the guy is outside of your door in the middle of the night and when you come out or, or this this whole thing happens right you're scared and she ends up calling the police right but then when you come out and you see your friend stabbed to death just the horror the the guilt you would feel from that and then when you feel like you're being blamed by the mother even if you do feel the guilt right and you might feel like am, am i hurt you i mean how to say it but like it hits harder when you feel i i I would imagine if you already feel guilty for her death and then the mother is kind of insinuating you have something to do with it or you're blaming you for it then she might react defensively and yeah like lash lash out so then they're both lashing out at each other and i mean like you said ignoring the guy who actually killed yosin yeah but I understand why so many people are um, sort of putting a lot of uh, importance on sort of Liu Xin's actions mm. leading up to the incident. Because, I mean, even the court was saying, like, there were ways to make Jiang Ge, like, aware of the situation. Like, mm. um, Liu Xin didn't tell her about how bad it was with her boyfriend like she didn't tell her that she was being stalked by him that she'd been getting threatening messages like she didn't say that how do we know that though she just um there's literally um so i don't i i can't prove that part Mm. um but what there is proven is um that so after the first argument Mm -hmm. um was like let's call the police or during that argument she was like let's call the police and yosin was like no we can't do it like i don't want to do that don't call the police because there's literally like a wechat like voice like call or like recording mm-hmm. um that uh jiang chulian has from jiang mm-hmm. when that was happening so it's literally proven that jiang was like let's call the police like she was trying to help the situation and Yoshin was like no don't do it Wait, so what so there's she what led up to yeah. that conversation again what did um Chen do for uh for Jiang Ge to be like let's call the police so Yoshin was at home alone mm. and Chen came to the apartment and I guess Yoshin was scared or uncomfortable so she asked Jiang Ge to come like back to the apartment mm. to have like another person there to not be alone mm. and they were like arguing when it was when all three of them were there and as far as I understood it at that point Jiang Ge was like let's call the police like this um isn't okay let's get the police involved and Liu Xin was like no don't do that I mean, that's tricky And then it as well. escalated 
where like they didn't like she went to work they went their separate ways and Chun like allegedly followed her to her workplace mm-hmm. and I mean I get I seriously get like oh I'm uncomfortable I want to call like a person for help but I don't want to bring another person into a situation blind like I don't want them to not know what they're getting into and it seems it seems like that's what happened because I mean she this entire thing happened and Liu Xin sort of stopped this action that could have been taken by Jiang Ge and then she's like hey I'm still kind of scared will you pick me up after work so we can go home together where Chen then was there again and this whole thing happened and I mean, her, like, Liu Xin's story was, like, oh, I went into the building first to change my clothes and, like, mm-hmm. close the door behind me. And then I couldn't open it. Mm-hmm. But the other story is that they're, like, I don't know if they have, like, witnesses to this, but people were saying that they argued in the building mm-hmm. while he had a knife. And then he, like, chased them to their apartment door. Liu was there first. Liu was faster. She went mm-hmm. in the door. She closed it and locked it behind her. And Jiang Ge was kind of like stuck outside. She couldn't get in. Yeah, I mean, I, it does kind of depend on what the facts are, doesn't it? Did, did he claim that the knife was from them? Do we know he brought the knife? Yeah. Yes. So he claimed in court um, he isn't guilty because it wasn't his knife. He didn't purposely bring it to cause harm. But that like... Liu was inside the apartment, handed, like, through the door, handed Jiang the knife from the apartment, and then they, like, fought for it. And then, but- and then in that scuffle for the knife, like, accidentally, Jiang was stabbed roughly a dozen times in the neck, which it was proven by forensic evidence that that wasn't true, probably because I, I can imagine only his DNA was on the handle, maybe, it didn't say exactly, but it said, like, proven incorrect by forensic evidence. It was proven that he brought, according to the case, the yeah. judge said it proved that Chen, was, Chen brought the knife. Okay. Yeah. So it's and bullshit then, that it was, like, given, like, Jiang Ge got it from Liu Xin as, like, self-defense. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... I, I agree, like, it's impossible for Liu Xin to know um, that when she's out of the picture, Chen is still gonna continue attacking this person who's not included in this situation. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, at, I mean you can't know anything in that situation. Mm. You have no idea how you're going to react in situations like that. But at the same time, I, I, I don't know if it's because I'm seeing it, like looking at it from outside or what it is, but when people are worked up into a state like this, like this sort of, not exactly psychotic, but this like manic state where they're taking these drastic actions, they're not going to, take a step back and like oh the actual object of my anger isn't in the picture anymore they still have that like their emotions are still at a hundred a hundred fifty and they're not just going to come down because he's like oh yoshin the person i actually wanted to like harm in this case is out of the picture 
I guess I'm just gonna chill and go home now. Like, no, it's still there and he's gonna, like, it's gonna be let out somehow and the only person in this case is Jiang Ge. And I just, I feel like, okay, I don't, I'm sorry, this is just... <laughs> it's difficult because... In you know, I in the ideal situation, they both run into the room and they're safe, right? But we don't know what happened exactly. And when you're in fight or flight and you're you're scared for your life, can you blame her? Can you blame Liu Xin for locking the door when she's scared for her life? Of course, yeah. The better thing would have been if they were both safe. And I think at that situation, you're not even thinking clearly. You're just scared shitless think... and you run and then you, you just you just kind of react. You don't even think about it. And I get it's it. Just but so I think the part so judge excluding people. all mm. of that, excluding everything like leading up to it. Um, mm. Like, say, like, excluding like everything that led to, up to it. So. Um, okay, she didn't tell her about the like the stalking, the harassment, whatever. Either way, the attack happened. Why did she not unlock the door and help out her friend? I mean, I would be scared if like, he's still point, outside. But like, he ran away. Do you know? Like, he how wasn't they, still how there. Do you know that? Like, he wasn't still there when the police arrived. He was only captured. Four days later so obviously like he fled the scene and yeah but i'm not I sure just, how liu xin would know that it's not like it's gonna be like a like a cement door where you can't hear anything through it i mean i don't know how they're like obviously the if she heard, is, but typically when you have like the door you just see like i don't know a little area right outside of your door and he could be hiding outside of your your site and then when you open the door, like, I, I mean, I can see why she would be scared. Yeah. The purpose. The purpose, if you think of, like, the purpose was, and if he, like, the purpose was for him to look for Liu Xing. Mm. Right? I mean, I, yeah, I, I think. I, but I don't, I don't know. So I difficult. feel like the thing case is, is really difficult. The thing is Liu Xin's story in court. So her mm. story that she told in court was that she had gone on ahead into the apartment to change her clothes after coming home from work and closed the door behind her. Didn't didn't say anything about locking it. Closed the door behind her to change her clothes. And when she had changed her clothes, she heard something from outside. Mm. So obviously you could hear something through the door. Right. She heard this happening to Jiang Ge and then said she couldn't open the door. So obviously that proves like, okay, you could hear something. That means you could also hear the absence of something. So if suddenly it got all quiet and or there was like footsteps of him like running away, like you could hear that stuff. And then... I don't know. I feel like if maybe she. Do we know like whether Liu Xin was murdered outside of the door? So like Liu Xin could see. Jango. Oh, sorry, yeah, Jango was murdered. Sorry. Um, within view of Liu Xin, or 
it all happened yeah, outside a, and she couldn't see anything no it was literally right in front of the door like there was this picture of literally like the hallway right and like lead right leading right to their apartment door mm-hmm. and they had like it was a it was a small space it wasn't like um sort of a long wall with like multiple apartment doors or mm. but it was literally like a small corridor and the only thing at the end was like the apartment door mm. and there's a picture of the place and of people that had like laid flowers and stuff like right in front of the door and it's like this really enclosed space mm. like so it's not like he could have sort of gone to the side and like hidden sort of to the side of the door there's nowhere to hide it was literally just the corridor like straight ahead yeah i mean i don't know because in the end even if she did open the door what could she have done stem the blood flow so like she because Danga died of blood loss so maybe Mm -hmm. if there'd been someone to just put a bit of pressure on some wounds that might have given her just like a couple more minutes to um for for medical um interference yeah to I, it's her. just legally she still can't be blamed legally for she's it. legally no yeah. like legally there that's why um there's so the moral essay i read mm. i was actually trying to look for this just now um i don't know if it right so this is why a majority of countries do not have laws requiring citizens to intervene in matters of death. Because the law presents, uh, represents the lowest moral standard that mm-hmm. you can hold people to. And if there was a law like requiring you to intervene in matters of life and death, that holds you, like, that's a high moral standard. So the law is basically just lowest bar it can be and it wouldn't be fair because not everybody could take that action mm. but yeah, it's it's difficult. morally like yeah you have no idea how you would um act yourself in something like this yeah exactly and obviously it's easy to judge someone else for things they did or didn't do because it's of course but we I, all want guess... to be the hero and save our friend but yeah. when you're in that situation, and I think if I were her, I would still be scared for my own life as well. And maybe panicking, wouldn't really be thinking. I might even think my friend is already dead. Like, I feel like I'm defending her the whole time, but it just feels like you. it's, it's easy for us to judge her actions when we're not the one mm. being chased by the ex-stalker who is after us with a knife. So it's just yeah, I guess. his fault. And it's a very unfortunate yeah. situation. And Liu Xin most likely could have done a lot more. <laughs> Angela's distracted. No, I'm, I'm watching like the... F- I'm watching the video of 2017. Where, where they meet? Where they meet. Yeah. And, like, uh, I don't know how that is considered to the point where, like, she doesn't feel guilty. Because mm-hmm. I've seen this video when it first began. Like, w- when it was ongoing. Yeah. yeah. 
And I saw it and I was like, I don't know. I feel yeah. like yeah. It's complicated. I think I think sort of I feel like like you're saying Lena like I feel like I'm very fighting like I'm really sort of seeing Jiang Chiolian's point of view mm-hmm. for this situation um but I obviously I see the sense in what you're saying because there's no way to know how you would react in the same situation but I think what bothers me in this mm-hmm. that sort of makes me more lean towards supporting Jiang Chulian mm-hmm. is that Liu Xin, she didn't at any point like come out and like really apologize. Like, yeah, okay, there was this whole like back and forth between them online and like appropriate like, inappropriate comments and things like that. But I feel like for me morally I couldn't live with myself if I didn't even through like a bunch of bad blood yeah. at some point come out and say like I'm sorry for your loss even just that. Yeah. And I think uh, that's what kind of bothers me. For sure, for sure. Like I don't think she reacted in a very good way, I would say. I mean like especially, you know, blocking blocking the mom and for whatever reason, like, of course, she might have been traumatized and didn't want to, just wanted to distance herself. But still, like, and again, it's, it's, it's tricky because if the mom, of course, you want to give her an explanation. But if she then, I'm not sure, when did she exactly spread the information? Like, if she starts posting your personal information online and asking for netizens to find you that's very scary as well that's true i i I, i'm defending her again in a way but Mm. all she wants at that point is answers right and she like the avenues of contact that she had were taken from her like they they blocked her so she didn't have any way to contact them for this information that she felt was owed to her and I mean, in a way, I suppose, like, you should know, like, the the details of your daughter's death. Um, so I think she probably didn't mean it in the way that, like, in that scary way that it can be. Like, hey, here's pictures of the person, like, find them. Mm-hmm. Like, that can end really badly. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she meant it in that way. Yes. But obviously, I see what you're saying. I know. I also that, don't think she meant it in that very way. Scary. I understand completely how she was. She just desperate for some answers for her child. Yeah, I think and that's what it was. Desperation. Yeah, yeah, and I think she's also not from a generation where she realizes what she posts on the internet can have horrible consequences. Mm. And mm. but it still doesn't change the fact of, I think what, Liu, the, the reaction that Liu Xin had or her family had of suddenly being in danger of, you know, being attacked by random people that you don't... That's also, like, even though if... Uh, the name's... Wait. Jiang, Jiang Xiulian didn't intend for that to happen, but it being posted online gives Liu Xin mm-hmm. and her family a lot of fear. 
and the way they reacted, I think, obviously is also, makes them makes a lot of more likely to lash out. Yeah. yeah, and not want yeah. to, you know, cooperate with her because she's taken action like that. But of course, if ideally in the very beginning they went, this is what happened. We feel so awful. We feel, you know, sorry, and it's, and they kind of communicated with each other and can, you know, try their best to console each other or whatever is expected in this situation because obviously Liu did not meet those expectations but it's okay. also not something I feel like is our position to judge if that makes it's sense because we don't like, know what happened personally between all of them mm, yeah it's also with the like the situation of like social media mm. on how everyone is involved and how everyone wants to like judge everyone without being involved. directly involved yeah yeah but then the thing is at that point like i think one of the main issue i had with this case was that there was no way to get any facts and you mm-hmm. just saw two victims like lashing out at each other and giving out like um giving out what's was considered as fact but when you're looking at official like legal documents then it showed like then a lot of that information mm, a lot isn't of that kind even of isn't, reflected yeah. on the documents on the legal documents then it makes people question like who's telling the truth mm. and how personal like how personal is this case like between Liu Xing and Jiang Qiulian, if that makes sense? Yeah. What I find kind of sad in, yeah, I, I, I find it sad um, looking back on this whole case. So that one picture I sent you of that um, WeChat conversation um, between the two, I find just find it very sad the way they talk to each other because it's it seems very emotional, like highly emotional right from the beginning where it's not like I understand like you want information and um, I can't give that to you because of what like what the police is saying to me. But please don't spread my information. It's directly like you have one day to like take it off the Internet, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. I feel like it's very high, like high emotion right from the beginning. And I feel like it was just bad communication on both sides that really drove this to the heights that it went to. That is also why I feel like by posting this on social media, they're only taking... Like, we're only getting bits and pieces of their private conversation. Mm. And we're not getting the whole picture. But then we're already asked to, like... We're kind of being asked to take sides and to Mm. become, like, a judge of the case. Yeah, it's pretty much impossible not to pick a side. And I'm not saying, like, it's only Jiang Zhou but, like... Liu Xing and Jiang Chuolian both are asking people to take their sides. But yeah. both are not, like, both are only releasing out 
bits and pieces that like proves their innocence or mm. proves that they're like how um unfair and the injustice that they went through yeah but of course it's like conflicting but when you look back at the case in itself it's almost it's basically that there are two victims here and there's one murderer Mm. yeah and what like i feel like what Jiang, it's also true that like we can say morally she didn't there was a lot of actions that she didn't take or she could have done better but we also do not know what led her to like react the way that she did mm-hmm. to her mother to the vic- the other victim's mother so yeah. i feel like that's what's so difficult and like with social media with the government and like all these different forces taking their stance their moral mm-hmm. stance on this case that it really like it's just i don't know i don't know where yeah. i'm going with this but you guys kind of get the vibe that like yeah you know because i still remember even before um the murder was uh committed yeah the conversation already started attacking Leo and the focus mm-hmm. was already on Leo instead of Chen. Like there was more attention on Leo throughout the entire case yeah. than on Chen. Chen which was forgotten. the weird thing. Like it's also I don't know, and there's this whole like creating an image that she's just like a a green tea bitch. Throughout the entire and like, you oh, this disgusting bestie. <laughs> it's very difficult, but like there, because during that time there was also the concept of like guimi, which is like you're basically frenemies or like these people that pretends to be pretend to be your best friend, but like are actually just very phony people. That sort mm-hmm. of situation. That was also like, I remember like. Almost a hype, social media hype, where like people would use the word guimi specifically, referring to like, oh, we're like besties, you know? And that's also why so many people were interested in this case specifically, because it's about like fake besties, mm-hmm. that sort of shit. Yeah, I did feel like, um, when reading the articles, when they did come out, the impression I got was that the people who were against Liu Xin were painting the picture of her basically using Jiang Ge for the whole situation, and then um, even in a sinister way, kind of not caring about her, she was just like a pawn for her own safety. In the end, you know, she could, she did not care about her life either, and yeah, pretty much caused indirectly caused her death because she did not care and was just using Jiang Ge and that was definitely the impression that I got from some of the articles. That's the yeah. impression that I got throughout the entire like 
mm-hmm. when I was following the case, yeah. that's kind of the impression I got. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not yeah. saying like, like I still do understand the mother's reaction, mm-hmm. but like I just understand both sides. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, I feel like I could kind of read a clear bias in the articles I used because. It it seemed like they weren't very unbiased. Yeah, everybody. I think the they side, they didn't. Sure. Yeah, and that makes it a lot harder to not from the get go even sort of pick an obvious side. Like if even the information you're getting it is from it is biased, mm. then obviously. But I I guess I'm curious to um I would like to know what kind of relationship um Jiang Chulian and Liu Xin had before mm. Jiang Ge died like if they had any contact if they were like on good terms if they were on bad terms because otherwise it seems like it escalated like it went from zero to a hundred in no time obviously like okay I could understand like it's obviously a very emotional time so that could happen but I mean, the girls knew each other from middle school, so I feel like there would have been at least some type of relationship. But I feel like by the time knowing, because um, remember how you were saying like some of the conversation was recorded by the by her mother. Mm. It could be that like by the time that I'm just guessing, but by the time that. Uh, Jiang Ge and Liu Xin moved together, moved in. Her mom probably already like knew about her. I mean, they definitely and knew was... of each other, but also like Jiang Chulian had Liu Xin's mom's contact, so there's obviously at least some connection there. Um, but I mean, the stuff that Jiang Chulian recorded was through her um through her conversation thread with her daughter like it wasn't through Liu Xin yeah that's what I meant so like she probably had some sort of understanding of the situation well at least knew that her daughter now had a roommate but who knows how that much she has, knew beyond that that has a dangerous boyfriend somehow some maybe not even of- that I mean, maybe not even, maybe it's just like, oh, yeah, I, she broke, like, my friend, she broke up with her boyfriend, and, like, she's looking to move now, and she's gonna move in with me. Like, who knows how much Zhang actually shared with her mom? Like, and, I mean, we don't even know how much of it Zhang herself knew. Because, I mean, from how the articles read, Xin didn't tell Zhang about, like, all her everything that Chen, like, did, like, the stalking and harassment. But who knows? Like, we only have... We we don't have both sides of the mm. story here. Because if they live together and she's telling her, I'm scared, can you come pick me up or something? I think... I mean, at that point, she definitely knew. Or, I mean, who knows how she worded the message? Like, she could have been like, hey, I'm still kind of scared from earlier like can you come pick me up or it was like hey do you want to walk home together like who knows like it could have been worded so many different ways 
to make it seem one way or another. And I think very appropriately, I think to sort of end this whole discussion, there is that quote, there are three sides to every story, your side, the other side, and the truth. And I feel like that really applies here because you have what Yoshin is saying, you have what Jiang Chulian is saying, but you we don't have all the information and only with all the information and everything put together would we really know what's going on yeah, here. I mean, ironically, perhaps the only person who really knows what happened is the murderer himself. And he doesn't seem to be talking. Mm, doesn't seem or like it. can't talk. Like, I, I can't imagine. I don't know. It's, so, it's so sad because imagine his parents. They're so happy that the attention is not on yes. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like that he doesn't get like death penalty. Yeah. And I wonder like yeah, what do you think about the the civil law case where Liu Xin has to pay money to uh Jiang Chulian? Because I think we all <sighs> I feel like agree that she's not legally liable for Jiang Ge's death. But well, what about the civil case? I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I feel like I need would need to think about that a bit more. But what, I mean, literally happened in court was that the court said that Yosin had made the situation worse than it should have been or could have been. And, like, through her actions, through some actions she took, like, comments she made online that she shouldn't have i mean obviously the case like only looked at her side of events like it didn't look at like oh wh- but what did jang Lian do to maybe cause those comments mm. from liu xin it's literally just like what did she do disregarding the other circumstances and the court was like she made inappropriate comments that made the emotional um, distress of Jiang Chulian's mother worse and um, made her like sue and cause these legal expenses that Liu Xin should now pay back. That's literally the court's judgment. Yeah. But I feel like if it has to do with um, like emotional distress, then Chen Shifeng should also have a part, maybe, in paying that money. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a feeling, at least from, in my opinion, the court does seem to be swayed by the public opinion of this case. Yeah. I think because people felt so strongly for um, Jiang Qiulian, in the end, the court Also, I think favor. that... Mm-hmm. I think that that's what it is because I think it's easier for people to see Jiang Chiulian as like a clear victim mm. because it's the mother who lost her daughter than it is Liu Xin. Mm. Like she is also a victim, but comparatively, however bad that sounds, I feel like the court was like, this is a mother who lost her daughter. So anything else that 
sort of like she isn't maybe as responsible for her actions as she would have been if she didn't lose her daughter so the comments or actions other people take against her are only making the situation worse I sort don't of know. i feel like i, I, I just feel like feel i can about i can see law, why like the government governing about how you make other people feel i think it's you know of course there's like um a lot of it, it's a difficult subject you know people being liable for what they say on the internet you know comments they make if that causes someone to perhaps um take their own life like all of that is especially in japan i think they've changed the laws or they're at least moving in the direction of you are responsible for the comments you make online because of cyberbullying yeah. and all that and i think that is definitely something that needs to be looked at but to what extent you know if people are having an argument they're hurting each other it's not like one side is just attacking the other side just to hurt them or something they are both very emotional both victims in this case both hurt yeah and then they're just directing their anger and their sadness and grief to each other when it's actually chen who caused everything yeah i mean he was given a 20 year sentence mm. 20 years in i think i guess japanese jail yeah and then chinese law states that if he comes back onto like chinese land mm. that he could be prosecuted there as well right so he was uh he was given the verdict in 2017 mm. end of 2017 so 20 years 2037 mm. so i mean we'll still definitely be alive hope so. unless something tragic happens uh let's knock on wood um but i'm guess i'm curious to see what happens i mean f for one like if like if they do prosecute him, but also if now that, um, I mean, it hasn't been too long since Liu Xin did have to pay that money to Jiang Chulian, if that's the end of the conflict or if something else will happen between them. Yeah, and I think it also depends on whether Jiang Chulian is still alive in 20 years. I'm not sure how old she is now. But I think if she's alive, she will definitely see to him being jailed again but then he might not go back yeah. to china right so we'll see in 20 years that's true yeah um she i did read one bit where i mean i don't think she's very old i mean i have no idea mm -hmm. like when she was born how old she is but there was a part in one of the articles i read saying that throughout this whole process with like the lawsuit and everything um, she was at one point diagnosed with depression mm. and if she doesn't take proper care of herself yeah. like that depression is really hard on the body mm. so I guess I wish her all the best I wish Lucien all the best Chen Shifeng can rot in prison yeah I mean they're all victims in this case and then they ended except up except Chen please yeah yeah I'm not talking <laughs> about Chen, Chen. I'm talking about Liu Xin and Jiang Qiulian, and yeah. of course Jiang Ge, 
who, you know, is the center of this case. But in the end, there's just so much grief that they're not directing or they're directing each other that's causing so much secondary, you know, pain. And like you said, just hope that, yeah, you know, they, they get better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, that was my case for today. Um, I know it was a lot of what a... heavy, heavy yeah. talk and Ugh. a lot of discussion. So controversial. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, very yeah. controversial. I just I hope, hope I don't get a lot of I hate hope... on myself because I spoke up so too. much for you. I feel the same. Scene. Yeah. I, I guess we'll have to find out. But Great. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope whoever might be listening enjoyed and since today was pretty harsh it was very uh deep topic i'm just gonna say for my in between i'm gonna keep it light for us guys so thank you tune in then (laughs) for uh yeah i'm looking see what i have planned for you guys yeah (laughs) all right guys great story by the way and Thank you. Yeah, it's nice to talk about a Thank case you. with a connection to all of us. Yeah. Because of Qingdao. Yeah. So, yeah. thanks for tuning in, you guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.